2: This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.
3: WeTransfer is about making the creative process easier for everyone. They built their site to be the simplest way to share huge files from A to B for free. There's no sign-in, no offer codes, no password to forget. You just upload, send, and then get back to making what it is you make. WeTransfer.com. I love them. Thank you for supporting the show. Now, here we go. everybody. Welcome to 100 Words or Less, the podcast. I am hanging out with you, your host, Ray Harkins, bringing to you discussions with people who are involved in independent music. And this one, admittedly, is a little tangential to that, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to the setup of that. And why? Why am I doing this? Why am I having my mom and my son on the podcast? Hold on. Put a, put a pin in that. I will describe to you this, this month, and then you'll kind of hopefully understand what I'm going for for this. So this whole entire month is focusing in on people who are involved in independent music that are women. And I thought, because my mom was raised in the sixties and she had some pretty, um, you know, interesting musical experiences from like, you know, seeing the Beatles and seeing Elvis and all of these cultural shifts within our, our music world that uh, having a in-depth discussion with her about that would be interesting. And then also her experiences of watching her son get into this weird stuff because, you know, a lot of the discussions I have with people who come on the show do, you know, I I bring up the question, like, you know, how'd your parents deal with this as you were, um, you know, kind of navigating figuring out yourself and getting into this weird subculture. And I thought it'd be interesting to, you know, point that flashlight on my experience and my mom's experience. So that's, you know, that's kind of why. And then, I mean, Sunday's Mother's Day. Okay. That's uh, that's an important day for everybody that has a mother, which most of you do because you were birthed. I'm guessing you were not, uh, you know, uh, incubated in a test tube. And if you were, then that's that's cool. And you maybe don't have a mother, or I don't know how that actually works. So I'm not going to uh, pretend to be a scientist. But, anyways, that's uh, that's that. And then uh, I thought it would kind of be an interesting juxtaposition of uh, my son because uh, he's super into music, but uh, he thinks uh, all the loud music that uh, I'm into is pretty terrible. And uh, I just wanted to kind of reflect both polar opposites. And you know, yes, he is not a fem- or yeah, he is not a female, and that is a breaking a little bit of the themed month. But it's only about a ten minute chat at the end. Okay, so uh, that's what that's what we got for this week. And what do I have to tell you about as well? You know what's coming, Rockabilia. Yes, they sent me the coolest NXS shirt. I have been uh, looking at this on the website for quite some time. And they have so many items. Half a million pieces of band merch from your, any band you could possibly imagine. They have some of their merch. And I want to give you 15% off by using the code PCJabberJaw. Please do that. Show the site some love, which in turn then shows me some love because you're supporting the show and you know how it goes. But uh, yeah, they're just incredible partners. I love working with them and uh, they're, they're, they're legit they are so legit. They have all of the official band merch because, you know, you don't want to buy crappy bootleg stuff. And then plus, you don't want to take money out of the band's pockets because you were buying horrible merch. So you don't want that, right? And uh, yeah, that's, that's Rockabilia. And then what else do I have going on? I have a show this weekend. If you are in the SoCal area and you want to come hang out at Chain Reaction on May 12th, which is Saturday, come out. I would love to meet you if I haven't met you in real life. And, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun show. There's going to be good bands playing. It's going to be a nice evening. And even if you have children, bring them because I'm bringing my kid. And it's going to be uh, somewhat of a daycare backstage, which will be hilarious. It'll be a little different than the last time I played Chain Reaction with Taken, uh, which I was trying to think and I can't even remember. I think it was like 2008 or something like that. So it's been quite some time. But the show's going to be really fun. And uh, thank you again to everybody who's uh, checked out the new EP that we put out about two weeks ago. And uh, I'm I'm excited. So that's that. And uh, here's my mom. She's got some interesting insights. And uh, hopefully this also maybe kicks you into gear about you know talking to your parents about their experience with music. Because sometimes you just don't have these discussions. And then sometimes parents pull out of their their histories some pretty amazing experiences. So. Here is my mom, and then right afterwards, you will hear my son talking about music, okay? And then just a little caveat at the end of the discussion that I have with my son, it cuts out to where it's just one microphone. You can still hear me in the background a little bit faintly, but uh, yeah, the cord broke then, so that's what happens. But anyways, I will talk to you in a little bit. have you on the show like i was telling you before was the uh you know i mean now that i'm an adult and a 37 year old person you 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 have the perspective of not only you being my mother but then you know now watching me be a father and having all of these uh you know i've lived a a, an unconventional life
4: that you have
3: (laughs) and so um you know kind of, uh, th- this may be a, a very large question, but just the, uh, you know, when did you first start to like, not specifically with me, but you know, in your own life, when did you start to like notice, uh, I, I guess kind of, you know, subculture, whether it was like, you know, more specifically like, you know, punk and like all that sort of stuff. When did you like notice that, um, you know, kind of popping up? I know that you weren't in it yourself, obviously, no but you know, when did you kind of notice that being sort of a, a thing? Whether it was well,
4: you know, music back in my days, it wasn't as as readily available as you can get it everywhere now. Totally. I mean, so it was a record player. I mean, they didn't even have uh, when I was, you know, a teenager coming mm-hmm. into that. They didn't have anything like, you know, your Walkmans. I, I mean, I don't recall. And no, no, did, that came
3: around the eighties. Yeah, yeah.
4: I, I mean, there were so there was really very limited. So I would not. You know, I wasn't a real music person until probably uh, when the Beatles came, right? And that was huge.
3: And you, you were know? you were living and set it up properly. You were living in Vegas at the time. I like was I mean, living you were in bor- Las Vegas. born in born in California, right. but lived in Vegas for most right. of your formative years. So
4: it was. about, I mean, the Beatles were what about 64? 64 sixty
3: four? Sixty four is when they came over to the states. Yeah, yeah,
4: sixty four, and uh, so I was forty nine, fifty nine. Uh, I can't add very good, okay. but I was born in '49, so you can figure it out. I was a yeah, teen yeah. at that time, and it was you know I would play their records on your l- record players. And uh, was it was know, it like inescapable
3: it was, for you? Like as far as like getting into the Beatles, was it just like? Everybody was into it all at once?
4: I think everybody was into it all at once, especially like when they, they came to the United States and then they, you know, it was such a big deal.
3: The Ed Sullivan and show. Then they,
4: Yeah, and they went on the Ed <laughs> Sullivan Show and I remember sitting watching that on, a, you know, a very small TV uh-huh. and watching the Beatles and of course my dad was there and my mom and, you know, my mom was born in Ireland so, you know, she thought being English was pretty cool but they both thought... Their hair was so long and it's like, what is this world coming to? So that's kind of uh, what I recall, Um, you know, but my my mom was very supportive, Mm -hmm. you know, in the sense that actually I actually saw them live. I still even have the the ticket stubs (laughs) and the book. Sure. The program. When I went to the program, when I went to uh, Las Vegas Convention Center, it looked like at that time it looked like a spaceship and, uh, we, I was lucky enough to get tickets because my dad actually helped and he knew the guy that, uh, you know, was the head of the Sahara at that time, okay. Sahara hotel, and they were putting it on. So he got tickets and I mean, I was like in like about the third row <laughs> and I know my mom and then a girlfriend of mine that lived next door to me. So you uh, three went. went, the three of us went. You know, and I mean, it's just everybody was screaming and pandemonium. Pan, it was total pandemonium. Could you even hear the, like, hear the band? Not really, <laughs> not really. You couldn't hardly hear anything because of the screaming and the girls fainting and everything. It was, I mean, it was really. It's like what you see in the the pictures uh, or you know mm-hmm. the clips that you would see from that time where they're just like swooning, Um and it was you know it was pretty crazy. And then I do remember that. They were supposed to um, have a party. Okay, uh, we, we were told by the, the the head of the Sahara told my dad that the Beatles would then be coming back to his house, um, you know, to the to the Sahara guy's mm-hmm. house, and uh, the Beatles then were going to be there. So I remember my girlfriend and I after we had seen the Beatles, and then you know they were coming to the. I think it was the next night, actually, that okay. they were going to have this party. And we kept waiting and waiting because we'd look out her front window and we'd <laughs> see some limos come up and things. But the Beatles never came out, so I don't... I, <laughs> unless they took them in the back way, yeah, 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 I, we yeah. never saw them. We just thought, oh, my gosh, that'd be so cool right on my own street. So, sure, sure. I mean, I, I do remember those. Uh, you know, the, the Beatles were probably the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. For me, musical, I guess I just have not been a real musical person. Right. Which kind of surprises me with you, son, because <laughs> of your obsession with music that I believe started with the monkeys, if I'm not mistaken. I, I remember definitely, yeah, you, yeah. you had a CD of the monkeys and be up in your room by yourself since yep. you're an only child. And you did a lot of things by yourself Yep. and playing the monkeys and stuff. And I don't know, you just always had uh, seemed to be some, something about music.
3: Yeah. Well, you, know? you I mean, I always, <clears throat> when I've been interviewed and people ask my formative musical experiences, you know, I always run through the fact that like, you know, most people assume it's like, oh, you must come from like some music drenched household. No. I was like, I was like, <laughs> really the, what my mom imparted to me was the Beatles, the fan with the opera soundtrack. Yes. And then, you know, by default kind of monkeys, because that was something, that was closer to my era mm-hmm. that I could like tangibly touch because, you know, at that time they're doing reruns of the television show and stuff right. like that. Right. But it was, yeah, but it wasn't like, you know, there was this, this sort of blueprint for me to, Get no, into music from you know what? It, definitely, you, you were just not. listening to the radio and stuff like. I that. mean,
4: some of my you know after the Beatles, <laughs> kind of you know from your early you know uh, teenage years. Mm-hmm. Then I kind of advanced to Simon and Garfunkel. Oh sure. And then Peter Paul and Mary, and I saw Peter Paul and Mary a couple times live. Yeah. Um. And it was the, I I just that was was during the was like late sixties. in the late sixties early seventies. Yeah. It was probably you know the the war time and mm-hmm. uh, you know Vietnam War and things like that so they were all you know where have all the flowers gone and all of these kinds of things so i I did yeah i did i did enjoy those two groups you know and in my later years not because i was a war activist or anything because i really wasn't Mm -hmm. you know i knew people that went to the vietnam war i mean that was a whole other time and Mm -hmm. lotteries when young men it's like waiting and it's like you're looking at the lottery for california lottery and they're on TV and they're spinning the thing. And if it was your birthday it was like yours October 1st and they pulled that out, well, you were number one, so you could be drafted number one. So, right. I mean, it was really looking back thinking like, Oh my gosh, you know, all these young men around the TV set, you know, wondering it's like, when are they When, when are they going to, are they, they going to pull my birthday here soon or what? Right. Right. You know, so it's pretty, it was just very different times. Yeah, absolutely.
3: You know? uh, and then, <clears throat> but the, the, the sort of, the subculture stuff that started to happen, obviously, like you were mentioning in the you know the late sixties, early seventies, you know, because that that's really when our nation changed from everything was cool mm-hmm. to all of a sudden everything is it was not cool, chaotic, right? And here's everybody expressing themselves artistically, right. And you know, hippies and everything else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you know, like with, uh, I, I guess, with that subculture, was it something that? Um, I mean, I know you didn't dive into it, but no. you know, how like. How did that kind of how did you observe that from a distance of just being like, oh, wow, like here's hippies and here's all this stuff happening?
4: Well, I you know, they they had pretty strict rules about what you could wear or do to school, you mm-hmm. know, in schools back at that during that time when I was in high school because I graduated in 1967. Right. So, you know, I didn't really see it, you know, at, at my school and it didn't seem to be a part of the, the culture in the community where I was. Right. You know, but so it really didn't touch me um, at college. I know there was a sit in once, you know, and I, you know, I just was not an activist. I was actually a member of, you can believe this, Young Republicans. Young Republicans, Republicans right? Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> I was pretty conservative. Sure. And uh, so I never really participated in. In, in you know activities that you would see. Right. You know, and the the, the free love and all of this like you'd see in haight Ashbury and
3: Right San Francisco. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean so Well I mean Vegas was you know, Vegas obviously has always been a weird city. It and it's has not been. it's not been the no the cultural even though people travel there to experience yes. culture, it's never been no one that's been imported.
4: No. No. It it, it was not it was not anything you know, that was really part of Vegas, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And when you live in Vegas, you really, people think of Vegas as the strip, but it's like, no, I mean, it's way different than that. I mean, I lived there for over 25 years mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, it, it just is not that kind of a community that kind of gets into unusual things or what we thought at that time with the, right. the hippies and the war activists as being...
3: Right. Well, it's basically mm-hmm. like you got your gambling, you got your drinking, you have your prostitution, sex work, and that. that like that's it. That's what we do here in Vegas. Yeah,
4: that's that's what people think, <laughs> that people actually go to school, go to yeah. church, you know, they actually go to the grocery store, you know, right. they actually live totally normal lives, especially if you're not involved in the, in the hotel industry, but if you're mm-hmm. in something else. I mean, I taught school there, right. you know, for 12 years, and, uh, you know, you just never... Like I said, a lot of things that would go around the United States or start in L.A. or New York, you know, subculture things, as you're talking about, for some reason or other, Vegas was usually left pretty untouched yeah. from those things, except gangs. I mean, gangs, though, is, again, that's a whole other thing. I mean, you find gangs. Yeah, no which, matter where yeah, no, no matter where you are ma-
3: any major yeah. metropolitan area yeah,
4: yes definitely uh,
3: you also uh i do remember you also telling me about uh you you saw elvis presley towards the end of his life i did a, and that i mean that must have been a weird experience that was
4: a, a strange experience <laughs> i remember um i was dating a, a, a young man at that time and uh we, we, we hadn't been out really on too many dates it was pretty new because i'd met him at a like a frat party or something for University of Nevada, Las Vegas. He was already out of school and he was like a chemical engineer and I okay. was still in school and I met him. And so he asked me to go and I said, sure. And then they uh, he must have tipped the maitre d' some good money because they moved a, a small table for two very close to the stage. <laughs> <So> <laughs> sure. That's how they used to do it. I mean, you tip the maitre d's, you get a good seat. And, um, so, I mean, I really saw him up close Mm -hmm. and this was probably, I'm trying to think it was probably 70, 71, 70, somewhere around there, I think.
3: I mean, by that time he had already,
4: but he had, he had been the
3: established Vegas act for some time.
4: And, but he was on the downslide because you could see he was definitely very bloated and everything else, but his voice was still incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I still, I still like him. I loved him. I love his singing of uh, gospels, sure. songs, you know, he was very religious and I do enjoy, I have those actually on my very small, uh, library, <laughs> music on my, my music collection on my phone, which is probably, uh, Adele and yeah. Simon and Garfunkel and sure. some the Beatles stuff, the stuff the, that you like, the stuff that I like. Absolutely. Stuff that I like. So. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. The, um, <clears throat> And you know you, you as you started to um you know um, develop your identity and like you said, you were you know completely separate from a lot of the subcultures that existed um you know when w- I guess what was the what was the thing that you started to do that your that your parents, my grandparents like didn't understand, you know, cause there's always those things where you start to develop your own identity, whether it's like, Oh, you, I'm super into sports or whatever. And, you know, not saying, because I know Nana and Papa were completely supportive over you and mm-hmm. you weren't, um, you know, you weren't doing devious things like no. your, uh, like your sister was
5: yeah, true. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but like, you know, th- there's usually one or two things that p- parents are just like, I have no idea what, the, w- w- what is, the, what is this kid bringing home? Did you have any of those things where, you know, Nana and Papa were like, what is, what is Becky into? This is weird.
4: Well, you know, I mean, this may sound terrible, but I you know one of them was your dad. Sure, yeah, that's <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> <And> <laughs> I was going to say they, that, yeah. They,
4: you know, I mean, we <laughs> met in high school and at the age of 15, and uh, we got married at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, you know, my mom and dad just didn't think he was quite right for me, because sometimes, you know, he'd break up with me a lot, sure. and then go with somebody else I guess and that was just you know they you know nobody likes to see their child hurt so that was probably the one thing that they had kept pushing had against kept, yeah but if we hadn't uh, gotten together and and yeah. we wouldn't have had you right so you know <laughs> I mean it's and I mean they've you know Nana and Papa always so enjoyed you sure growing up and they were an integral part of your life when you were absolutely little. So, you know, but I mean, that's, I didn't mean to be mean to say that, but you were probably, no, you truth. were thinking yeah, yeah, yeah. that already, of course, right? Of course,
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, there's, there's always stuff that, that parents will, um, you know, whether it's the stuff that their kids are into, whether it's the activities, whether it's friends, right. I mean, no matter what, you're going to have an opinion on stuff. I
4: was, you know, I was just always, I was probably, a, uh, I was a rule follower, Sure. you know, and then my younger sister, she was a rule breaker, right. but you know, <laughs> she straightened her act out now. and
3: She she's, had to, she had to zig when everyone else was zag. Yeah, yeah,
4: she, she was, <laughs> yep. Yep, we had some fun times with my sister. <laughs>
3: well, there and I mean, and you know, your brother, your older brother, would you know, I would put him in your camp as well, where yes. it's like you guys were, you know, generally good kids. We were, and so there's no way that your sister Debbie had any, no. like she had to do something different.
4: She did, <laughs> she did. I'll never forget one time. It's like, okay, we were out of town, and I think she was probably 17, and. And I remember we came back a day early. Mm. And lo and behold, my goodness, there was a ton of people in that house. Uh. (laughs) She was caught red-handed. Huge party. Huge party. Party on. She'd kill me if she knew I was (laughs) talking about this.
3: Well, There's a statute of limitation on these things. She's fine.
4: I I think she'll be okay. (laughs) I think she'll be okay with it. I mean, it was just... When you look back now and you're so many years down the road, it was yeah. pretty funny. But at the time, it was like, oh, my goodness. It's just like there were so many people and, and you know, my parents had a really nice house. and Sure. You know, it was just not. It yeah, you're walking into a war zone. Yeah, it was. It was pretty <laughs> crazy. So. <laughs> um,
3: so anyway,
4: so I guess I, I I got into some subculture things. Maybe you're just knowing about it because of my sister you know, doing things.
3: (laughs) Sure. Sure. Like what, 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 it
4: was seven years difference. I was like her second mom.
3: Yeah. 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 What, what, what was she, what did she get into that you were, uh, yeah, I guess, I mean, I know that she was partying and everything like that, but what did what was she getting into that you were like, huh? I don't, I, I don't, I don't get that at all.
4: Of, which, of something that she was into? Yeah, stuff that she well, was Well, she was ditching school.
3: Oh, got it. Okay. Sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and
4: it's like, that's not cool, you know. And sure. finally, you know, my mother got a call, and it's like, you know, your daughter hasn't been to school in like, you know, 20 days or something. And it's like, really? Wow. You know, and my mom had dropped her Oh, 20 her off. days,
3: almost a month.
4: Yeah, we'd drop her that's off every morning and pick her up every afternoon. <laughs> and okay. So anyway, that was, I just, I, just I just didn't quite get it. I mean, you know, she was... 15, 16, so I was about 22. So, I mean, that's that's a big gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's sort of like, you know, like, what are you doing? How ridiculous. Right. You're causing... (laughs) angst for a lot of people
5: sure and including she, me and
4: she would smoke mm-hmm. and but she would smoke out on her outside balcony but like she'd think that I couldn't smell it right but of course I smoked too but I didn't smoke in front of my parents so right right you, <laughs> you hit know, it you hit it right I hit it yeah, yeah I mean yeah. even though I was you know of age and could do so I just didn't even though my dad smoked sure I don't know yeah, I don't yeah. know why I thought it would be a terrible thing you well, know, but,
3: because I'm sure, I'm sure your parents were like, don't smoke.
4: You well, know, yeah. I mean, it, or it's, there's just it's that implied understanding. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's such a nasty habit. Yeah. I can't believe I did it. Yeah. I can't believe I did it. Yeah. Well, you know?
3: these, these are things that, I mean, there are going to be things that, uh, I have done that we'll learn 20 years later. So I can't believe people used to do that. I it's know. Like that's just the, the, exactly. the wheel keeps turning. Exactly. The, uh, so, you know, kind of now reflecting on, you know, when, when I started to come of age and, you know, junior high and high school. And once I started to, like you said, you know, become obsessed with music and start to, you Mm -hmm. know bring stuff home that you, you know, clearly had no attachment to from like, you know, like the screaming music and everything else like that I started to, you know, get involved in. Uh-huh. You were incredibly supportive and allowed me to experiment with all that stuff. I didn't get it though. Right. I know. And so like what how, like how like, you know, I mean, do you have any sort of distinct memories of of that sort of stuff where it was like, "Oh man, like, you know, I I love my son. I have no idea what he's into." Like you know how, how did that all kind of ping pong in your head? Well, I just
4: I kind of thought that you know it'd just be a fad, and it's like okay, it's going to go away. But here we are. I mean, it started at what four, 14? Yeah, 14, 15, fourteen? Yeah, fourteen, about fourteen, fifteen. And I would think, okay, well, it'll last for a little while, and then it'll go away. But here you are, thirty-seven, <laughs> and all these years later, and it's still going. It's like really, really, people actually pay to you know see your shows and, yeah. and buy your records and uh, <laughs> to hear you screaming. You know, so yeah, so it's 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 kind of uh, you know I I just I never thought it would be like that. I mean, it wasn't like I thought it was anything bad. You explained to me kind of what straight edge was, you right. know, and I I don't remember that.
3: I don't remember ever like. I don't remember a distinct conversation about that. Like, I mean, you and I, like, I guess we sat down and like. Dis-
4: well, I, I think I asked you, you know, you said it's like your straight edge. And it's like, well, okay. I said, why do you put that X on your hand? Oh, right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> you know, why do you have your nails black, you know, or sure. whatever? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I didn't <laughs> quite get all that. Of course. You explained to me the X meant straight edge. and You didn't do drugs or, or sex and, you know, before commitment or marriage or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's just like I thought. Well drugs and drinking and that you know you know avoiding possible sex mm-hmm. issues you know i thought hey what's wrong with that <laughs> yeah, <So> yeah 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 <laughs> so as a mom what am i going to say it's like no i don't I think straight edge is terrible. I think you should drink, I think you should smoke and do drugs and have sure. sex
3: experiment with those things right Yeah, now. absolutely.
4: so I mean that would be kind of like that's that would be kind of ridiculous for me to have said to you, sure, <laughs> like I think you need to forget this straight edge. I just didn't quite because it was just a little bizarre when you'd see some of the the shows I mean I did go to a few shows when he was uh, couldn't drive, yeah, you know, and would have to drive. And I'll never forget the other one. We said, "What? We took you to a concert, Rage Against the Machine, or exactly. something?" Exactly,
3: Cal State Dominguez Hills. Yeah,
4: sat out in the uh your friend David's mom and I sat out in the parking lot. You know, and <laughs> but they took us in. They actually the got some guys security guards. Security guards <laughs> says, "What do you? What are you kind of? Well, we're just waiting for our sons." And yeah, it's like well, you want to come on in, and it's like really. Took us on in, and it was pretty. It was pretty amazing. These kids going wild and crazy. And it well, was I just... I, rem-
3: I remember that distinctly too because that they were two hours late. Like they were supposed to they start were, playing exactly. At eight and they started playing at like ten or like something. Like ten, and it's yeah. like
4: that's way beyond my <laughs> bedtime. <My, laughs> way beyond. Wow. We're sitting out there forever.
3: And I remember when we came back, when we walked back to the car or the meeting spot. You guys had two T-shirts for us. Yes. And I just remember being like, "Whoa!" Because I I, rem- I I think. Uh, David's mom bought him uh, Rage Against the Machine as a infamous T-shirt of nuns with guns. Mm. Like there's like nuns with <laughs> shotguns, and I remember I was just like, dude, that's crazy. Your mom bought that for you, and he, I mean, you bought you bought me a cool shirt too, but it was a. Uh, I was just like,
6: how'd you guys get that? You're like, oh, we talked our way in. And yeah, like,
4: they just, yeah, well, we, uh, yeah, because it was, it, they just took us, the guy says, well, come on in, check it out. And I thought, right. well, I don't know about this. Because
3: I was like, you're, your parents are just hanging out It's like, come on, why don't you come on in? <laughs> but I, I remember, I mean, you guys took us to the glass house in Pomona, and then yes. you guys would you guys would always like We'd go have, have dinner and drinks. dinner and, and
4: drinks, <laughs> and then we thought we could go back over there and, and possibly endure the screaming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is when, again, they didn't drive. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, were, we were 13, we 14, to, yeah old. Yeah. We yeah. had to take them places. And uh so that's what we'd kind of do. Yeah.
3: And I appreciated that.
4: Yeah, I just thought, I, I guess this, this too will pass, but right. obviously <laughs> it is, hasn't. This is a phase. <laughs> no.
6: The show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different things that stress us out, right? Like maybe it's something really, really small, like, man, that parking space, it's always taken. And I wish that I would be able to like get it. Instead of, you know, this person that maybe, you know, is the most courteous and considerate. I know that's something very random, but it's true. We all experience different things throughout the day that trigger us in so many different ways. And there are many times where I have been like, I wish that I had a a spot or repository for me to, you know, get this stuff off of my chest. Because if you bottle it up, that is no bueno.
3: Oh boy, you are excited because Bones Coffee is here to make your morning routine so much better. They've made my morning routine that much better because let's be honest, most coffee is pretty straight up bland, right? Like you're going to get your same, you know, maybe maybe two or three different varieties where it's like, oh, here's a hazelnut and you know, not knocking hazelnut, like that's cool. I like hazelnut, but Bones Coffee, let's just, let's just fire through some of the options that they have. Two times caffeine high voltage, maple bacon flavor, strawberry cheesecake flavor, and what they do is they offer you an escape from the mundane, and they got whole bean coffee freshly roasted to order and delivered straight to your door. It's got the one-pound bag, the sample bag, or the Keurig 1.0 or 2.0 compatible Bones cups. So visit bonescoffee.com and have delicious, freshly roasted coffee delivered to your home. And then, do you need an awesome mug to sip that amazing java from? Please, go there and check out these mugs. They sent me two of them, and I drink from them every day. Like, I get bummed when I have to put them into the dishwasher. They're handmade in the United States, and they also have stainless steel tumblers for when you're on the go. Basically, they're your one-stop shop for the coolest coffee. My favorite, the peanut butter and jelly. As weird as that sounds, it tastes incredible. So enjoy free domestic shipping on all orders over $50 and use promo code 100Words, that's the number 100, for 20% off your entire order. I can't tell you enough. This is the coolest coffee I've ever had. 100Words, promo code gets you 20% off. Please go check them out. I love them. Bones Coffee, you're the best. Now on the show on, on that same point, like the, I mean, I was like you where I, you know, I was a rule follower. I wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, yes, you were. Uh, I didn't rebel from that uh-uh. perspective. So I, I guess that afforded me more rope to do the stuff that I did. Like, you know, you trusted mm-hmm. me. Like,
4: I, tr- I totally trusted you
3: because it, it's, it's weird. Like, I mean, it was even weird as I was experiencing it in high school where it's like, you know, every summer I would go on tour Yes, and it was like, you know, my, my peers, it's like, you know, I would come home or I, I would, you know, come back to school the following year and it was like, oh, you know, what'd you do in the summer? I traveled And it was just like, yeah, like, I was on
4: thousands of miles. yeah I was like, I was on tour, right? beat up van and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, but yeah,
3: but you but, but you, you, you were
4: responsible.
3: Yeah. You just trusted me. That's like I ultimately what it came you. down to.
4: I did trust you. Period. I mean, you never really, you know, you could have worked a little harder in school maybe, of course. but you got by and yeah. your grades were fine. Um, You know, I never had to come pick you up because you were drunk or never had any drugs that I saw or anything like that. Even though you had said that there, you know, you were honest with me and would tell me that, you know, some of the other bands and things, they're not all straight edge, that they will drink and they will, you know, you know, partake of some of those activities that you never did. So Mm -hmm. you never did anything for me that I didn't you know, that I would say, Oh no, no way. You're not right. going on tour. But that's I mean, a,
3: but that's a, that's a weird, like that's a, uh, I mean, I, I putting myself in your shoes, like I would have done the same thing because I wouldn't have been, you know, you, you and I are similar temperaments temperaments. So I wouldn't have like for bad, you know, forbid my child to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but that, that is weird, like uh, yeah. You
4: know. But you were always kind of you were always kind of older for your age. You were you That's were true. a go getter from you know always you know the little entrepreneur <laughs> kind of person. <laughs> and uh, you know I mean you started driving when you were uh, as soon as you turned sixteen. And I got you that old uh, yeah. old Volvo. Sure. And uh, you were only an, in sophomore. Mm-hmm. You were a sophomore. And so you started driving, uh, what, 15, 20 miles to your high school on the on the uh, 55 freeway. Yep. And, uh, you know, back in those days, you could take other kids with you. So right. you had David with you. And I mean, it was pretty. So you, you, you grew up very you were older in the same sense. But so many of the other kids as sophomores, they weren't driving. Right. So you were always, you know, kind of ahead of the game mm-hmm. and uh, just, you know, once again, you were, you know, a pusher. And it's like uh, you some of your other friends, probably the band wouldn't have hung together if it hadn't been for you doing the work because they they would, you know, not that they wouldn't, part- t- t- you know, participate in right, it. Right, right, right. But you were the one that was making the arrangements for all of the. The tour dates and and right. driving and where you're going to stay and and all of those logistics, things yeah, the logistics yeah. you were you were always the logistics guy and the other guys they were the music guys and along with you yeah yeah you know so I mean they truly played instruments and stuff of course yeah, yeah yeah I just yelled that's all I did yeah scream I call it <laughs> yes exactly the lead screamer that's how yeah. I describe myself Dave, yes. have you uh, like I'll say the, my grandson your son it's like have you seen daddy's have you heard daddy's new screaming album yeah. <laughs> And he tears himself away from, you know, uh, zombies versus uh, plants versus, plants zombie, versus sure. zombies, garden war for two. So, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Um, and so, the, and you know, like you mentioned, with you know, once I came home with the idea of straight edge and you know, uh-huh. explain that to you, and you know, obviously, vegetarianism and you know, the sort of left <laughs> of center. Uh, philosophical beliefs, <laughs> like the stuff that was, you know, in direct opposition to, you know, either who you were as a person, you know, politically and, you know, obviously eating meat and everything like that. Again, I presume that was all kind of in your head is like, oh, that's just kind of a, that's uh, just kind some of a mes- phase. Okay. That's what I
4: kind of thought. Because I mean, here was the kid that uh, every day after school mm-hmm. in elementary school, guess where we had to go? McDonald's to get a happy meal. Right. Okay. <laughs> and it's just like, what? All of a sudden, now you don't like Mcdonald's uh you think it's cool if the you know people throw like with throw ink on fur coats and <laughs> these kinds of things and I thought hmm. Where did that, you know, that Chef R D with uh, meatballs in it, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's going to be a vegetarian. And I said, okay, you can be a vegetarian, but we're still going to eat meat. Right. So I don't know what you're going to eat anymore right. since it's not <laughs> going to be McDonald's or <laughs> Chef RD. <Boyardee>. Right. <laughs> so you kind of fended for yourself and, sure. you know, did your own, did your own thing. I mean, I kind of made sure there was some macaroni and cheese in there or something, but. Right. You know, you kind of once again. You were very independent, and (laughs) it wasn't like I said, "Okay, we all sit down for dinner in the evening." because right. we didn't necessarily you were always busy mm-hmm. you know you're on yearbook you were doing this you were doing your band stuff you were just a busy guy right and would stay out i presume sometimes kind of late but i never worried about you sure you know i think, I, I, know. think t- I think
3: 10 o'clock was my supposed on school nights on school was nights. my curfew and yeah. i definitely i would i remember there'd be times where because you were like don't go to shows but then I would go to shows and I would be home by 10. I'd be like, okay, that's fine. Like yeah. she's none the wiser. Yeah. And that's you were fine. True. And you were fine with it. Because you were was just okay. like, you're like, I'm not gonna ask you questions. Nope. It's like it's
4: fine. You're home. Right. Yeah. So as long as he's home safe and sound, that's really all that mattered to me. So.
3: Right. And <laughs> you know, considering there's always that sort of comparing and contrasting with, you know, either other parents or other people, like where, you know, when you're talking about your kids and like what your kids are into and, you know, catch up the, you know, the family with like, oh, you know, here's what, here's what Ray is into. Uh Um, you know, I, I, I presume that, uh, a lot of it was just like, well, yeah, like here's, here's what Ray's into. He's into some, some interesting stuff. Uh, it's not going to make sense to any of you, but like we're,
4: but i you know i mean with with your friends like your your friends that you did your music and stuff with i you know the especially david that when you mm-hmm. initially started um you know i knew his mom really well and so you would kind of pal around and hang around but and uh you know so i mean it it wasn't uh, really uh, for me uh, you know an issue that was discussed because i really didn't See a lot of the, your, your, you know, fr- friends' moms, right? Because right. you drove for the most part at that point, sure, and everything. So I w- it wasn't like, you know, that that they were casting, you know. Something upon me, like oh my goodness, what's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's he doing? Right. So I didn't really have any questions, it pro-
3: and it probably, you know, frankly, it would have been, I mean, a whole different experience if I, you know, went to a different school. If I went to, you know, one of the local public high schools, and like there then was that whole, it would have
4: been very different. Yeah, than, you know, we sent you to the to Orange Lutheran, and right. you know, you kind of made that choice versus, you know, going to CDM. Sure, and um, you know, I think it was a good choice for you. Mm-hmm, you know, I mean, you, they. Kids seemed to be well they thought you were cool i mean you would play you would play i think uh, you would say oh we're going to be playing at lunchtime we you did
3: would, we did that we definitely did the talent show yeah yeah, yeah. that
4: you do the talent S- show or scared whatever scared the bejesus
3: out of and, f- the freshmen yeah
4: <laughs> <laughs> and then i think you did some house parties or something we did yeah, yeah
3: sweet 16 it, parties and yeah, stuff yeah initially
4: yeah. when you were first you know yeah. getting into this i recall you doing those kinds of things but yep. again you were driving at that point right so you know you'd load up whatever I don't know what you loaded up, yeah. I mean, you could fit a lot in your Volvo <laughs> No, so.
3: we had to take we had to do the caravan of like multiple cars multiple with multiple cars. pieces of equipment, yeah,
4: yeah, <laughs> because uh, I know that you know you had all that stuff, so I like I said, I didn't know how you did it, right so, right okay. I didn't ask you, just said, oh, we are doing a house party, yeah, or sweet sixteen or whatever, yeah, so, yeah, really, I said, like people really pay you to do this. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: Anyway. And were you, uh, like as I was touring and actively, you know, getting out there, um, was, you know, were you, were you concerned in the fact that it's just like, like, oh, it's cool that my son's into this and he's, you know, active and, you know, he has a community that he's, you know, involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, but were you, you know, like what, what the heck is he going to do with his life? Like what? Uh,
4: yes. Okay. I, I, I did. Okay. <laughs> I did think sure that, sure of course, <laughs> you know, and I kept telling you all the time, the only thing I want you to do is finish college, finish right. college finished college, but then as it came out, you know, it was sort of like, okay, and then you were offered your, you went to one year at San Diego State, you know, and you had a roommate that was the party animal. (laughs) The worst, yeah, yeah. And I know that was your (laughs) world's worst experience, but you you liked school, and that was cool. It was. Except math. You know, yeah, you a, a really hard time. Yep. But and then you came back and decided to go to OCC. And I thought, OK, fine. I don't really care as long as he's going to college. And then uh, then you f- came upon your dream job. Yes. You know, like when you were 16, you got a job at Blockbuster, you know, once Heck yeah. you <laughs> and it's sort of like and now you're going to get your dream job. And it's like, come on, just finish college. The dream job will be there. Well,
3: That didn't happen. I, I so, and I I tell this story when I do presentations to uh, high school students Mm -hmm. where I, because I have an unconventional path to get my degree, I remember having that discussion with you of like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to pursue school anymore. Like I'm going to drop out. Right. And, you know, you, uh, but I was like, I promise I will, you know, I'll, I think, I can't remember if I said it or you had said it as far as like this mythical 30, I was like, I'll graduate before I'm 30. Right whoever came up with that, but then I definitely remember you just being like bullshit. Mm -hmm. You're not going to do that. Yep. You're not going to graduate. And then in my head I put, I filed that away and I was just like, I'm going to show you mom. I am going to show. I
4: was
3: like, that is the fuel to my fire. (laughs) I was like, whether or not it's going to be immediately, it's obviously not going to be immediately, but I will do this in spite of you. (laughs) Just well, because and, you didn't believe and, me.
4: And, and you did it. You did it. I just, you know, I just, as being a school teacher for so many years in high school, yeah, you know, it's sort of like if you don't, you know, continue on, it's, it's like you never, I mean, very rarely do you ever get started, kick-started again. It's hard. And yeah, do yeah. it again. It's not easy no. because, you know, life is there now. Now you're, you know... You're on your own, you're living in an apartment or renting a house with some buds or right. whatever it is. Because, I mean, you moved out of the house. I mean, I don't think it's because you hated it. but No. You just, you know. there's just an opportunity. Yeah, it was an opportunity for you and a bunch of guys to have 42 couches in your, yeah. in your <laughs> living room and every touring band stopping by. It's like, hey, we can kick back at Ray's Place. Of course, so. of course. And you know, so you were eighteen, I think, probably after right after your freshman year. Yeah. So you were probably getting closer to nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Maybe and moved out and uh, you know made your own life that way. But right. You know, but I didn't think you'd ever go back to school. Yeah. And you got that dream job, and then I think you got another dream job after that.
3: Well, no, <laughs> I was just working at the record. The record label allowed me to tour and still pay me like a right. full time income, which yeah. that was. I was like, I have to do this. I have
4: to do this. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. were still able to do your touring and. And all of those kinds of things.
3: Yeah. You always also allowed, not always, but like I, I brought bands to stay at our yes. house. Yes. And like that, you know, that's weird too, because like <laughs> not every parent would be cool with that. And like you, I mean, you and dad seemed to like take it in stride. You guys were just like, all right, well, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah.
4: That's fine. yeah. You know, as long it's as like, you don't make well, a huge mess. No. They didn't make a huge mess. I'd just never seen so many tattoos in my entire life. I I did with the the entourages that Ray would bring on through. It was, you know, sort of like, I mean, I had to give it up about tattoos, and I think that was about, when he was about 18. That's true. Yeah, and I... Found out he had a tattoo, and I just. Oh, I told you. I, I told ballistic. you after the fact. Yeah. yeah, I went ballistic. It was already there, and yep. of course, I guess I got over, I had to get over it. What am I going to do? Yeah, so. chop off my arm, <laughs> <Yeah>. right?
3: <laughs> but yeah, you you did handle the uh, the bringing bands over relatively well, because like there were times where I mean, especially the guys in the Curl Up and Die band, the one from Vegas, mm-hmm. who were you know some of our closest friends. You know, there'd be times where they would stay like a week.
4: Yeah. But they just never, they were always very polite, never bothered yeah. me or anything like that. So, I mean, they'd do their shows, they'd come home late. Right. You know, and, <laughs> but I'd never hear anything, so, I right. mean, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it was, It was. they were nice, nice, nice young men. You know, I mean, I don't know what they did on the side, but they all were very polite, and I didn't mind it at all. And sure. Were, you know, responsible. Right. So, yeah, so yeah. throw open the house, there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: at Edu.
3: um i remember when you um you know like you said you attended some of our shows and you know clearly i was only going to invite you the one invite you to the ones that were you know like either meaningful to me or important to the band's career right. or whatever uh and i remember the <clears throat> inviting you to taken's last show at chain reaction and like mm-hmm. you know you standing on stage on behind stage the guitar behind amps it, and right. stuff like that um you know, what, like, I mean, you've expressed, you know, certain memories to me about that, but like, you know, what, uh, like, you know, what do you remember about that? Like, was that something? Well, I
4: remember like, don't hurt him, you know, doing their, <laughs> <laughs> what are your mosh pits? or <laughs> Yeah.
3: Singalongs, yeah, <laughs> sing-alongs exactly. or right. whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever
4: they're called now. And it was like, Oh my gosh. And then they're, you know, throwing them up and handing them back here and there. My surfing, son And right, I right. thought, yeah, crowd surfing, mm-hmm. I guess it's called. Sure. And I just thought, That's just, you know, that was kind of scary for me. And Uh I'm how they're all, so everybody's all reaching out for you, trying to grab you and everything. And uh, I just, you know, the the rest of the guys were so into their music. You were so, I mean, you're truly into Mm
5: -hmm.
4: your screaming. I mean, I can't (laughs) understand the words. And I know, you know, when I read your thing on Instagram recently about how you wrote these lyrics for your wife, Kate, Mm -hmm. Recovering you know, for recovering cancer. Yep. And um, it's, and it still will be a constant battle. Sure. I mean, it's test after test, just hoping everything goes cool. But I, I, you know, I kind of remember that, that when I read that, and I thought, geez, I really would like to understand and see the words, then, sure. I, then it really could probably mean something to me. I mean, maybe I'm just so old school, I can't, well, no, no. Well, it's
3: it's it. I mean, objectively, it's difficult to understand. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's the reality. So it's not like because you're not singing, you're screaming. So it's no, hard.
4: and 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 the 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 music and the background music and everything. I mean, the guys are so talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really are. They really are into what they do. They yeah. enjoy what they do. I mean, I think they all knew all along that, you know, we're not going to make a living on this. No, no, no. But let's, uh, let's, let's enjoy the ride while we can. And I'm amazed that even at age 37 that it's still fun. Yeah. And you still <laughs> enjoy it. Oh, I'm going into L.A., you know, and you've been recording all night. And then you get up the next morning and deal with your six-year-old son and getting him off to school and breakfast. And, you know, and then you work. Mm-hmm. you know, from home and do your work. And then it's like, oh, we gotta go back again tonight, you know, and record some more. So I mean I just I find it I don't know how you do it with lack of sleep and everything else, <laughs> but I guess people do that because it's a passion. And yeah, it, yeah. it is a passion of yours. Yeah. I just never thought it would last.
3: Yeah, yeah. Here we are. <laughs> Tw- twenty some odd years <laughs> later. I, I do I do remember there's something that you shared with me where it was like after the after that show um, you know, people, because, you know, I, of course, called you out and was like, oh, there's my mom. There's she came to the mom, show and yeah. everything. But I remember people, you said people coming up to you, like thanking you. Thanking me. And I, I remember, like, it was one of those things where, you know, in, in the same way that, like, you know, a... a it's not like you never validated me throughout my life no. because you did, but it's that it's those moments of where you realize the thing that you are doing, like holds weight, holds some yeah. sort of gravity the and people
4: like really care about it. Right.
3: Right. And like, and, and having I enjoy it. Right. And having you recognize, like, not like you didn't recognize it before, but having something so in front of you about it, mm-hmm. like that's, I remember you mentioning that to me and I was just like, like,
4: wow wow there's you've got so many fans, people really like you guys yeah it was it was pretty crazy, yeah, it was pretty crazy it was pretty noisy back there and pretty of course.
3: crazy <laughs> um and so the last thing I want to hit on was the um you know just because uh you know now i i th- i really do think like my generation is the first generation of many that are coming up that have the ability to like actually you know pursue passions pursue oh, yeah. dreams in I ways definitely. that in ways right. that your generation and generations no. prior no. weren't um you know it just was an important part
5: Mm-mm.
3: of the you know the life cycle and but then on top of that there's also the fact that you know i you know raising a child now like i am so cognizant of like the things that he's into like you know I could not, you know, if I was six and seven years old, and I would sit and like watch GI Joe with you, right. You, you know, you wouldn't know the characters' names. Where no, it's didn't. like, right? It's like, it's like no. you know now, but you know all the characters' names for your grandsons. That's ca- true. And then now I know, like, there's just so much more awareness around that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then in, in turn, there's also a lot of awareness about like what kids are getting exposed to, right. as far as like what you know how much. How much stuff they should be watching? Should they be watching this movie? Should they be watching that movie? Because like you know, there were so many movies that I was like, dude, I think I watched that when I was like ten.
4: Ten, yeah.
3: I was like, that, that someone <laughs> should have stopped me. I shouldn't have watched Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street or whatever. You know. <laughs> uh, but like, so anyway, tying t- t- it all up to the idea that you know, h- like how that sort of uh, notion impacts you know raising kids, where it's like you gave me the ability to like do whatever it is that I want.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And, you know, I am essentially doing the same thing with my son as well, mm-hmm. but you know, with more of an eye where, like you said, you didn't know what I was into, you know, no, you didn't know the I bands or anything. No,
4: I didn't know the bands. I didn't know the games you were playing upstairs by yourself and having right. imaginary partners, <laughs> yeah. and various things sure. like that. I mean you're pretty, you were very creative in what you were doing, but I, I think today I Personally, I think it's just a lot more difficult to raise children nowadays with all of the, the the media and the technology that's available to them. I think it's a real fine line, and much more difficult than when you grew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything's instant, and if it's not instant, then you know it's 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 boring or it's this. So I, I don't know. I think kids nowadays, I think it's it's they can get very distracted very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't have the same, like I said, you know, with you playing games upstairs, you'd play games with yourself for hours up there, you know, in your things. But I I just can't necessarily see maybe my little grandson doing the same thing. They just like to go. There's just so much for them. Right. I mean, he's very creative. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think he's definitely taking after daddy in that aspect. (laughs) I'm not sure he's going to tell stories and do various things and hours on end. But you know, I mean, every generation has their own, you know, issues and things that they deal with. Of course, and I, I think that you and Kate are doing a remarkable job with your son, well, my grandson, you. and I. I know he'll he'll turn out to be a great young man, and uh, I think you guys are doing it right. Thank you, I mean, and that's what parents do they try to do what they think is right even yeah you know it's tough. Best, stuff. right you know very difficult at times but you were very easy you were a very easy child i must <laughs> honestly say got it you know so i just uh,
3: and i was also i also reflect on this too where it's like i my generation so whatever you know people between the ages of like 32 and you know whatever 40
4: mm-hmm.
3: there we were the last generation to experience you know analog and digital yes you know? we were the last, like, I am comfortable with both worlds. You are. And, and, and I'm like, and not trying to like cling to an experience that like I hold dear, but it's like having the tactile things that I enjoyed from either Legos and toys and whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, the records that I collect, like all Mm -hmm. these sort of tangible things are so meaningful because they obviously don't, they don't hold as much importance as what they used to. Absolutely. Even though Lego is just as popular as it used, you know, as when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. but like that, you know, if not uh, properly fostered, then, then it just completely shifts over to the digital world, which like, you know, there's positives about that. But like, if you don't know how to like play with like real stuff,
4: Exactly. It's tough. I mean, it's sort of like, you know, everybody should have a, a wind-up clock or something or an electric clock in their house, you know? It's sure. like me telling you the other day, yeah, yeah. don't forget, time changed. Well, change your change your clocks. Yeah, yeah.
3: I'll change the microwave clock, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's about it.
4: So, I mean, that's kind of, you know, where, where technology and everything is. I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, I think you did bridge both worlds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. And I think, you know, having a knowledge of that other world, I mean, kids nowadays, it's like, they don't, uh, you know, if it's if it's not a digital clock or something, it's like they can't tell the time. Totally. But thank goodness they're still trying to teach them to tell time, exactly. even though most houses probably <laughs> don't, don't have a clock. Have yeah, a traditional clock. clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, well, what's that? You yeah. know, like in the kindergarten class, there is a clock in there, you know. Right, but, right, right. But I don't know what kind of skill. And it's like, where's where's map reading going to go?
3: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, know. it's
4: going to go nowhere. Totally. Nobody's going to be able to read maps anymore. Right. So. Yeah. But, you know, you have to go with the change and go with of the Of course. And that's how things change in life. So. Yeah.
3: Well, I appreciate you doing this, Mom.
4: You're very welcome, son. <laughs> and I love you. I being love you too. are such a good boy. Oh, thank yep. you. <laughs> and a good daddy and husband.
3: So now here is the discussion that I have with my son, just trying to show you both sides of the musical spectrum because he loves show tunes, and that is awesome. So here is my son. So I am lucky to be joined today by my son, Raymond Edward Harkins, the fourth. Hello. He is what I like to call a special guest of the show. He appeared a couple years back. We talked about uh, some of his favorite villains on the end of one of our our, yeah. po- our podcasts. But now we want to talk about music.
7: Yeah, well, he told me.
3: Yeah, I did tell him. And, uh, you know, music is clearly an important part of my life. And my son really likes music too. So yeah,
7: I'm his second music liker.
3: Is se- exactly, second music liker. I like how you put that. So, uh, do you want to start these this off with telling me like some of your favorite, either songs or soundtracks or whatever you like when it comes to music? Do you have any ideas, Raymond? Like, what's some of your favorite, uh, you know, music? Like, do you have uh, favorite songs that you like?
7: Be our guest in the fighting scene in Beauty and the Beast.
3: That's, oh, that's a great start.
7: And then O'Rodigan in The Great Mouse Detective.
3: Absolutely. Big fan of Disney movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: And that's all I can think of.
3: That's And that's okay because you, sometimes when you're put on the spot,
7: mm-hmm.
3: you're kind of like, oh, wait, I know I like a lot of music, but I can't remember a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I would agree that Beauty and the Beast was probably... Your, the first music that you were I think really obsessed with Yeah But then you also liked You know like Thomas His yeah. theme song mm-hmm. You like a lot of the theme songs Yeah Can you think of other theme songs That you like?
7: <laughs> Thomas
3: Sure Thomas well, Paw Patrol pa- Paw Patrol is a great, a great one Pokemon Blaze Blaze
7: Pokemon?
3: Yeah, those are all good.
7: I'm going to sing one of them. Sure. Pokemon. Okay, go for it. Stand up because I know that I'm a winner. Pokemon, gotta catch them all.
3: That's perfect.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: So what uh, what do you like about music?
7: Because it's just so calm and you need calm.
3: Yeah? Yeah. So, so like, it, does, it, does it make you happy?
7: yeah it makes you relax
3: oh, it makes you relax mm-hmm. that's very nice, like mm-hmm. kind of like how the bony bear song yeah, yeah Holocene
7: in the skeleton dance gets you hyped up <laughs>
3: that's true the skeleton dance is another one of your favorite songs, yeah, so what um you you know that daddy really likes music yeah and Y- you know that Daddy plays in a band.
7: Yeah, Taken.
3: Taken, exactly. <laughs> what um, you know? You've heard that music before, and what mm. do you? How do you describe it?
7: Rock and roll.
3: <laughs> and what? Uh, but what is it? Is it? Uh, you know, does it hurt your ears at all? Or it
7: hurts it- my ears a lot. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> so it's it's pretty loud, right?
7: Mm-hmm.
3: And. It's funny because I look at, like, you know, Nana and Baba, which, yeah, yeah. you know, they're my parents. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't play in bands. No. And so is it is it funny for you that your dad, like, screams in a band? Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> Do you think it's cool at all or is it kind of weird? Cool. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. Thank you. So I wanted to talk or I wanted to ask you questions, too, about... We, uh, you, you saw take and play before when you were yeah. younger mm-hmm. and what did you, I was really nervous. Do you know why? Why? Because I thought that you were going to see me on stage and, you know, screaming in front of people and stuff. And I thought that you were maybe going to be scared
7: I wasn't at all a little scared, but I was, wasn't at all. Yeah. Because I knew I would be safe with my mom holding me.
3: (laughs) That's true. That's true. But I I I just thought you would be scared because you would see me doing something you've never seen me do before.
7: I have seen you scream before.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Like when?
7: But I test you to scream at my, your mom oh, for giving me too much cu- popcorn.
3: Right, mm-hmm. okay. Well, that's a different scream. That's like almost... Like... <sighs> yes, yeah, like angry, you know? Mm-hmm. So I guess the the screaming that you've seen me do on stage... Yeah, it's like, yeah! It's a little different. <laughs> it's different. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now I want to talk to you about the, um, you know, kind of the live music stuff that you've seen so like you went to or we went
7: before christmas yeah live with the orchestra playing right in front of us
3: right do you remember the name of the venue that
7: we went to Mm -hmm. los angeles something
3: yeah we went to los angeles as the hollywood bowl
7: los angeles hollywood bowl
3: right and so they did they had the they had the movie playing on a big screen. Yeah,
7: yeah. They had some two other small screens.
3: True, on each side, right? Mm-hmm. And you said they had the full orchestra?
7: They had the full orchestra playing all the songs. Uh-huh. And people singing the parts.
3: Yeah. And those were the people who were actually in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did you what did you like about that event?
7: Because because it's just calming and cool. Mm-hmm.
3: Right? You got to see all these songs you love
7: yeah.
3: played in front of you.
7: Mm-hmm.
3: It's pretty cool. Yeah, you're, yeah. Giving a, you're giving a thumbs up. That doesn't, that doesn't come through on audio. yeah. <laughs> um, so do you think that music will be an important part of your life going forward? Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I remember one of your friends... Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was Eli Mm
7: -hmm. when
3: we were talking about music one day, what did he say? Do you remember? I asked him like if he listens to any music and what did he say? (laughs)
7: Batmobile.
3: Well, yeah, he said the Batmobile song, but then he, he said that he didn't like any music. Yeah. And what did I do?
7: Said what?
3: (laughs) I kind of freaked out on him, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Cause it's. It's, it's so it's weird to me people that like don't even listen to music at all.
7: Yeah, but, but like one of the other my friends named Johnny loves music.
3: That's a very true story. <laughs> so you and then you like singing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like, uh, you like singing in church? yeah and you like singing in chapel yeah yeah what are what are some other it doesn't have to be songs you sing in church or chapel what are some other songs you'd like to sing
7: my cl- my, my my class takes a music class and i like singing those songs around the house to myself In humming i can hum mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Mm-hmm. 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 That's O'Radigan.
3: Oh, that's O'Radigan from The Great Mouse Detective, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: so you're you're turning seven years old.
7: Yes, in one more day. I
3: know it's almost your birthday, and you know as you as you get older, how do you think that music is going to be in your life? Like, you know, how are you going to, you know, daddy has a lot of records. Like, do mm-hmm. you think that you're going to try to like collect music? Do you think you want to try when, to play when music? When you die,
7: I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep your records. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> so do you do you want to play an instrument? What do you, you want to do with music as you grow up?
7: In, in orchestra, I want to play two ones if I can. Uh-huh. flute.
3: Okay. You want to try the flute? Yeah. And
7: the drum. I'm very really good at the drum. You are. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's how I dream I would play.
3: That's how you dream you would play. So yeah, dun, you
7: want to.
3: And you're also going to take piano lessons this summer, right? Yes, with my teacher. I know that's going to be awesome, right? Mm-hmm. And I am. Uh, I think the thing that I am most happy about is that you like music because, yeah. you know, sometimes kids as they're growing up mm-hmm. don't get exposed to music very much yeah but you got exposed to music and it's your own music yeah like i'm not forcing you to like any of the stuff that you like right yeah that's all on your own yeah (laughs) do you have any uh questions or thoughts that you would like to share with the audience or me
7: i always like my dad to tell stories to me that's why yeah (laughs) How do you get obsessed with music?
3: Oh, how did I get obsessed with music? Thank you for asking. I got obsessed with music. Uh, It wasn't because my parents gave it to me. Like Nana sort of listened to music, which Nana is obviously my mother. Uh, It wasn't until I was about maybe, uh, I would say about 11 or 12, a lot of people when I was younger would listen to the radio. You know how the music comes in the radio? Yeah, we would normally kind of listen to classical radio yeah. or or what else we listen to a lot of in the car besides music. Podcasts, maybe?
7: Podcasts.
3: <laughs> yeah, So, but before podcasts existed, we uh, I listened to a lot of radio in the car. And so I just started figuring out music. And then it was when I was an early teenager is when I got into all of this loud music. And that's when I started becoming obsessed, just like how you are. With mm-hmm. a lot of your toys and video games and stuff, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. So that's a really good question, though. Do you have any other questions or thoughts?
7: Or you know this, but what was what did your mom teach you to play?
3: The musical instrument?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> well, Nana played the clarinet, mm-hmm. and she gave it to me for one year. Or she didn't teach me, but she, uh, she loaned me her instrument, and then I took lessons for a year, and I was terrible. <laughs> I was awful at it, unfortunately.
7: But, but if, you, if you just said it one more year, and then you could have got more practice, and you would have got it's better. Tr- it's true. Better.
3: It's true. Raymond, I'm very, very proud of you that you like music. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're passionate about it. Yeah. Because I want you to keep that passion mm-hmm. in your heart. Yeah. Because that's why people listen to this show. Because
7: they love music. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So thank you very
5: much for being a guest, Raymond.
7: You're welcome.
3: So there was that. Thank you very much, mother and son, for supporting me as a human being and also being uh, just great individuals. I like them. I, I genuinely love them and uh, hopefully this like i said this uh inspires you to uh you know talk to your parents and i mean more specifically your mom because she is celebrating mother's day on sunday as should you be so what do i got next week i have a stupidly awesome chat with shauna potter who is the vocalist for war on women and if you have not checked out war on women do your homework and then you'll be able to enjoy the episode even more then you will even if, if you had no idea who the band is. but they're an awesome hardcore punk band from the Baltimore area and she is uh, extremely friendly, very opinionated, very political, and uh, it was super cool. I really enjoyed it. That is uh, what we have going on. So please be safe everybody, right? And you also you should probably support our, our sponsors, right? You should also support like We transfer because they're the best. I love We transfer. And just, if you are looking to transfer any large file whatsoever, use WeTransfer. And they support art. They support podcasters. They support musicians. They're so cool. So that's WeTransfer. And be safe, everybody. You've been listening to the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Jabberjawmedia.com. Shh.